This is the Royal Tea Podcast, spilling it with queens, kings, and everything in between. The Royal Tea teaches and empowers young, queer people of color through personal testimonies and connections in our local community of Phoenix and beyond. We serve, sip, and spill the latest tea so you can take action to care for yourself and those around you. Hey, welcome back to the Royalty Podcast. If you remember last week, we were talking to Tim from Empowerment New Haven. Now we're going to continue that conversation with part two of our talk with Tim and learn more about how COVID-19 is affecting those living with HIV. We're all going to have that like pent up energy ready to go out into the community. It's something that I miss too, is just going out to the community, giving out condoms, doing testing, um, making sure that people are safe or, or they have what they need. Um, and that's a, actually a good transition because I wanted to ask also something that the T Phoenix provides, and I'm sure that you do as well, is um, services that are related to HIV treatment, such as um, staying um uh, staying consistent on medication or um, if you're pr- trying to prevent um, uh, transmission of HIV, being on PrEP um, or even just staying sober. I know that sometimes that's really hard for people to do um, if they don't have that support or that help. So how do you um, as an empowerment group there uh, kind of promote staying on your HIV meds or your PrEP meds or staying sober and, and how does that affect you um, as a group and also within the community? Okay, so our empowerment also works together with our OTL department, which is our outreach, testing, and linkage department. So a lot of our activities are collaborated when it comes to HIV prevention. So one of our main goals is that we still provide testing. However, we don't do it in-house. We now send out um, test. So we have the um, take-home test that you we mail out to you. You take it at home. You get your results, you know, obviously in 20 minutes. And then you you contact us when you have your results and you let us know. And that's a great way. We also do, we are now sending out um, safe sex kits or condoms. We know that people are still having sex, even though we're practicing say, social distancing, people are still going to go out and have sex. That's just the way the world works. So we, we offer them that, the condoms, the lube. Now, as far as adhering to med, that's that's a difficult topic. Um, and I'm just going to take this from my perspective. So I normally take my meds in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. So like I get up, I, I take my shower, brush my teeth, I get dressed, I take my meds, pack my lunch and head to work. So that was my schedule. Being stuck in the house now, it's become very difficult for me to remember to take my meds because I'm not on that schedule anymore. So what I ended up doing is placing my meds in an area where I'm going to be at most of the day. So for me, I do a lot of my work for my living room. So my meds are right there on my coffee table in my living room. So every time I go in there, I see them. So now I have a reminder of taking them. So a big thing of a big way of helping people remember to adhere to their meds is just having that reminder, just having them in a place that you know you're going to definitely see them, that you're going to be reminded to take them. Um, I know it's difficult. A lot of people skip days because there is you're just not in the mood for them. However, make sure you have that specific place that you can take them. If When you brush your teeth, 
put your meds next to your toothbrush so that you know that, okay, I, I got to take my meds as well. Or, you know, just have something that can track them. If you're not one of those people who for who remembers if they took their meds that day because you're waking up a later time, use the schedule, the the pill container, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Put your meds out for the week and make, and then you can always look and be like, did I take my meds today? Today's Friday. Let me check. Boom. You have them there. You, you took them. You're good to go. Um, sobriety, I think, is a little more different because a lot of times you tend to replace one thing with another. So if I am practicing sobriety, I tend to like to utilize my friends or let's go for a hike, let's go for a drive, let's plan a weekend getaway. Now I can't do that. So now my temptations are there because now I'm stuck in the house. I can't get out. I can't go do any of that stuff. So I say, depend on your friends, depend on your family, FaceTime, talk, get on social media. If you ever have an issue, there's a new telehealth, the lines, you can always constantly talk to them. My organization still provides our NAs, our AA, our CMA groups. We, we all do them virtually look locally and see if you can have, you can connect locally with your group. If not, I'm pretty sure you can connect nationally with any group just so that you can have someone That's to talk great. to. That's um, great. So want to circle back to um, the medications. It's such a simple but effective way of remembering to take your medications. And, you know, I just, it, for me, it just is one of those things where I'm like, oh, I could have thought of that, but I didn't um, because I am terrible. I'm one of the worst, like, people to just like ascribe to a routine um unfortunately yeah unfortunately i have uh, had the luxury of working from home the last three years so the covid um, quarantine hasn't really changed what i do uh, as far as work goes but that means that i have become more lax and not necessarily stuck to a routine of taking medications and i i set an alarm on my phone but now even the alarm on my phone is like i'll just snooze it or i'll just like say oh yeah that's great and then i don't you know i have to take my medication with food so i haven't done it because i haven't eaten or whatever and and that's such a simple but effective way of doing it like put it right next to your toothbrush put it you know right um next to the refrigerator if you know that you're going to go get some breakfast at like nine or ten i think that's a great way of doing it and also i'm also really bad at yeah did i take it today or was that yesterday because especially now the days all run together right and so i'm just like i don't i don't know but that having that daily pill yes. definitely helps Yes, and I, those pillbox are free. You can get them. I, I know for I don't know if you guys have a shop right supermarket, but I know that their pharmacy and the and the supermarket offer those pill cases for free. Um, if you're also looking for some, you can contact you know Gilead and um, Janssen Pharmaceuticals. They they'll send you some for free so that you can have them. Um, and another thing that I just brought up is that. If you know someone that is also taking PrEP or taking HIV meds or high blood pressure or any type of medication and you're open and you're willing to discuss it with them, schedule a time when you guys can both call each other to set a reminder. Oh, did you take your meds today? Oh, that's awesome. Well, I hope you have a great day. Boom. Easy as that. So. That's another way that we are utilizing as well. um, So your, does your, um, 
uh, empowerment group do you provide medications for, like PrEP and HIV prevention or HIV meds right now? We don't provide medications. However, we do link them. So at my organization, we also have case managers. Um, So as soon as someone, let's say, if they come in and they test positive, we link them to an early intervention counselor who then will make the appointment with them, go with them to their first appointment. They stay in contact with them throughout the whole process. So they make that process easy for them to get on meds. As far as PrEP goes, we are now partnering with one of our local um, medical facilities, Anchor Health, which is LGBTQ plus um, hospital or facility and they are now working with our prep. So if there's someone who's interested in getting on prep or if they're a good candidate for prep, we tend to want to link them to Anchor Health. And again, all that's done tele, it's through the telehealth line. So everything is done over the phone. So once, you know, everything opens back up, I'm pretty sure you can go and visit and, and you know, speak with a doctor. But to be able to know that, I can continue on my prep or if I want to get on prep, there's still opportunities or there's a, you know, there's always someone, a way that we can do it. And I think at APNH and Empowerment New Haven, that's our main goal is to make sure that people are continuing to live a South, uh, uh, to, uh, to live a safe, healthy lifestyle. We're very sex positive and, and we're here for it. And let me tell you, like, I'm 100%. I will speak to anybody on the street, on the bus, on the train. If you ask me, I will throw my two cents in and I'd be like, you go down to APNH and you tell them I sent you so that you can get that medication, you can get tested, you can get that prep. I want to hear more, don't you? Stay for a short break. We'll be right back. This episode of The Royalty is brought to you by Joshua Tree Feeding Program. With arms outstretched, Joshua Tree Feeding Program is here to provide nourishment to low-income HIV-positive residents of Maricopa County. They provide balanced meals from their pantry as well as medical and community resources to encourage self-sustainability of their clients in a social, supportive, and welcoming environment where privacy, cultural, spiritual, and religious values are respected. Work! Or you can join one of our social groups because that's what we're here that's for. That's amazing. Yeah, I I love that um, you're linking them to you know resources for medication. I believe a lot of the organizations under the uh, Parsons Center for Wellness um, that the T Phoenix runs out of, uh, they have so many great connections and they connect so many people um, through their little clinic that they have there to get the medications or to make sure that they're staying on medications that they need. Um, And uh, that's just a great way to also build community without really knowing that you're building community as you're referring all these other organizations that really depend on the referrals uh, to stay afloat and to keep those grants. Um, And and that kind of um, gives me uh, another idea of uh, what, I mean, you kind of mentioned Yes, we want people to stay you know, on their medications regularly. That's a big part of what you're doing right now as part of your mission. But um, how is COVID-19 affecting people that have HIV or that are on PrEP uh, medications? And to what degree do we see, you know, maybe more so than your local area, more nationally, how that's affecting people that are uh, infected with HIV or that are taking PrEP? 
Uh, but, well, one of our the main issues was when people who are trying to adhere to their medications or continue taking it is that they can't get to the pharmacy or the the pharmacy is um you know i can't get there because i have work or i i'm socially distancing myself so what a lot of our local pharmacies offer now they offer delivery to meds so free delivery so you can always use that as an aspect oh so there's no excuse of being social distance or isolating yourself saying that i can't get my meds another way that we're we're talking to people is saying instead of getting a 30-day prescription get a 90-day they offer them obviously you're, you're paying for them um get that 90-day because now you have three months of medicine so so that while we're stuck inside, you know that you're still prepared. You have those meds. So that's one of another way that we're we're practicing. We're just letting people know that there's options for you to stay on your meds. There's no reason why you shouldn't be on your meds. Obviously, these meds are here to help you and to prevent any other complication. And obviously, you don't want to get sick and not be on your meds. Right. Right. Because totally. now it's a I mean, double whammy. Um, just in general, I know that they're talking about, they use, you hear the so, social media and um, TV streaming uh, news news anchors and uh, reporters and even in the um, press conferences that they're having with the presidential cabinet and the um, pandemic fighting team, whatever they call it. They call it something crazy. Uh, yeah, they're like their special <laughs> operations team. Um, you hear, you know... Um, immunocompromised. You hear uh, people that are at higher, higher risk. You hear the words um, people that are more likely to get other illnesses. Um, all these kinds of synonyms for people that are already sick or, inf- or infected with something or have some sort of uh, maybe disability, like something like asthma, which is like a health condition that normally is okay. But then with COVID on top of that, that person may struggle to breathe. Um, and because it is a, a respiratory infection, that's something that um, they talk about the correlation of having something already. And then, you know, of course, um, getting COVID. And so um, is there any statistics data or anything that you're aware of that really talks about the percentages or how likely somebody is that uh, that has HIV to get COVID-19? And um, is there any data that you've seen that talks about correlations, if there are any? I haven't seen any specific data about it. However, I saw, you know, people talking about it or posting some statuses here and there. And, you know, obviously having a heart condition or being HIV positive, you know, they say that there's a higher risk. I honestly, there's a higher risk, period. This is something new. Like this is not something that just, you know, has been here for a while and that we were prepared for. It came out of nowhere. And obviously I feel like everyone's at a high risk. And the only way to really truly prevent yourself from getting sick is follow the regulations. Remember to take your meds. Don't go out in large groups, wear your face mask, your gloves, you know, don't touch your face. You know, there's a lot of things that we can do that can help us prevent that. And I know a lot of people are stubborn. I mean, I can be stubborn at times as well. So yeah, there are times where I have gone out and I haven't worn a face mask, but I understand now that the severity of this situation, people are dying left and right. And I don't want to get myself sick or get anyone else sick. So 
it's just a matter of following, you know, the regulations. Make sure you 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 stay six feet away from each other. Stop crowding each other. If you're gonna sneeze, you know, try to sneeze into your elbow, not your hand. Um, I personally, if I'm gonna sneeze, I usually pull my shirt up over my my nose or my face so that you know I'm not spreading that out there. Um, again, face masks. If you can get a face mask. It, it's easy to make them. Just make sure you have them on. I feel like it, it'll make you feel better knowing that. Yeah, you're I've protected. been talking to uh, local uh, people that work in clinics or in our hospitals that are considered essential workers, and um, even they are low on masks right now. And so they're also accepting donations of people who are making their own home. Uh, cotton masks to filter out anything. And uh, really what we hear from them, um, because they are medical people, they know how this spreads and they know, uh, you know, how helpful a mask can be, um, that they say really the mask is for, you know, social assurance that you feel safer when you see people wearing it. So of course, then when you're wearing it, you're making other people feel safe as well. So it's definitely like a, a give and take situation. Um, but then also, you know, there is like an 80 up, up to an 80% effectiveness or something like that. Uh, what I read for these masks uh, that are, if they're being made with the correct materials and if they're being made to the, to fit your face properly, that they really can prevent the spread of um, the COVID uh, virus. Um, and I'm, and I'm glad to hear that, you know, it sounds like people that have HIV or that um, are, you know, what would be considered quote unquote immunocompromised, you know, they're more likely or they're not more likely to get it than anybody else. They're, they're, you know, uh, on the same uh, kind of playing field with that um, because, you know, we get into, and kind of what you said, like, um, you know, we all are stubborn. I think that's part of, you know, what America is defined to be, that we do what we want to do because we have the freedom to do so. But of course, that can endanger other people and our community at large. And I think people like you and me and um, the members of our core groups and, and our volunteers realize that, you know, we have to stay safe for our larger community because we do work in that community. We see how one thing might ripple effect and, and affect other people. And so um, because we do that, um, yes. I'm glad to hear that, you know, we, we have some I think some minor data about um, COVID is equally affecting, you know, everyone. It's just that there are some conditions in which you you may have um, more of a success rate of getting over it um, faster and uh, with less, you know, with less complications. So my my biggest thing, and I, and I and this is something that I believe, and I say this all the time. I tell people right off the bat, I'm like, you know, the the stigma around HIV is disgusting. So I like to say that, you know, you don't die from HIV. You die, and, 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 and this is me personally saying this, I don't know anyone that has ever died from HIV. I've known people who have died from AIDS, and that's because they haven't been taking their medicine and they haven't been getting, you know, checked or healthy. Um, again, the virus itself, it attacks your immune system. So I always tell people, just remember to take your meds be healthy, eat right, exercise, and I think you'll be fine. Like, now that we're here in our national community, you know, organization, we can get that word out. And I feel like that's something that we need to do is get that word out and let people know that there's no reason to be afraid of having HIV. And there's no reason to think that you're going to die from COVID-19 because you're HIV positive. I, I, That's just me personally. Right. I mean... 
HIV still has a, a crazy stigma. That's something that we talk about all the time and try to prevent and talk about, you know, people that are HIV positive are living similar, natural, healthy, longer lives as people that don't have HIV. And so right now, you know, you might hear the words like it's not a death sentence anymore, which is totally true, but it's very morbid. Um, I'd rather say, you know, like they're healthy. They just have something that they need to manage. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. Correct. And, you know, if you, if like what you're saying uh, about um, staying consistent with your medications, if you're HIV positive or si- consistently taking medications to prevent the transmission of HIV, if you're negative um, for you to get it, taking that prep, uh, that you're doing what you need to do consistently, you're, you're going to have, you know, a really high success rate of staying healthy and um, not having complications. And uh, I think that a lot of people still don't understand that. I was talking to somebody the other day that was a younger person, I'd say probably like 16 or 17. Um, and they were like, well, what are you talking about? Like, you know, HIV, like, is still really terrible. And like, if you get it, like, you know, it's like the 80s, you know, and they they still kind of had that idea, because I think that people that were around then have carried that image and that um, kind of the horror of what it was like. And that um, the education system that we have still kind of talks about HIV as if it's like this big, bad, terrible thing um, when the treatment is so much better, more, much more advanced than it was. And people are are doing oh, very yes. well on it. So I understand what you're saying with the, the stigma. It's just it's awful. And, and that's part of what we have to fight when we're working with the community in this way. Yes. I mean, I love having those conversations. So when someone ever comes up to me and, and, and kind of equate HIV today as in 1980s, I just love having those conversations because I want to hear what they know about it, where they got that information so that I can then direct them, give them the right information so that hopefully they can pass that along. And I feel like bringing that full circle back to empowerment New Haven, that's one of our biggest missions. Yeah. That's it's such a it's such a powerful tool. Like people don't necessarily, you know, um, put or invest a lot of time or money or effort into education. But education is everything when it comes to how you change people's minds, especially about things that are very stigmatized like HIV still. Yes. Amen. Well, uh, I think we should probably, you know, go ahead and uh, wrap it up. We've had a great time talking about uh, a few topics here related to COVID and HIV and your empowerment project. Are there any uh, resources or plugs that you want to give like your website, um, the APNH uh, contact information, the telehealth line, those things that you mentioned? Contact information is our APNH.org. You can go up there, you can donate, you can ask for um, HIV tests to be sent to you. Everything is on that webpage. There's also a link to something that I haven't mentioned yet. It's something that Empowerment worked with. Um, I started our Connecticut First Gay Black Pride. Last year was the first time we ever did it. It was a big success and we're going to continue doing it. Um, If people want information, you can always contact us on our APNH.org website. Um, We can connect you with our telehealth information. it's, It's all there. So if you are looking and you have questions or you're just curious, go to www.apnh.org. 
That's great. Well, thank you so much for spending the time talking to me about what you do and uh, your organization. And I wish you luck kind of continuing your mission while we're all kind of stuck quarantined at home. Um, And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again soon to talk more about um, how your mission is going. Thank you for having me. uh, I look forward to it. So you can contact me anytime and I am willing to help out as much as I can. All right. Wow. Well, that was it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the Royal Tea Podcast brought to you by the Tea Phoenix. 